The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory be on my mind and my lips and in my heart. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. When I was a boy, I really, really did not like our Christmas tree at home. It was one of those silver aluminum jobs <laughs> with the lights that spun around, and it was kind of spectacular, but I would just get very weepy and cry when I would see it. And one year, I think when I was in third grade, my father came home from work one day, and he had this box with him, and it was a little Christmas tree, a green one, with lights and ornaments and tinsel that was to be called Bobby's Christmas tree. <laughs> so I loved that tree. Every year I decorated it with as much stuff as I could fit on that tree, and it was so much fun. I grew up a little, and I began to have an incarnation. I was a freshman in high school, and the school where I went, we had to do a service project, and mine was to go to this nursing home called Beverly Towers. It was a kind of a it was a rundown place and not very pleasant. And, oh gosh, I hope I don't get choked up when I tell you this because it's a very powerful story for me. But this one lady, her name was Edith King, and I remember going into her room. It was right before Christmas, and there was nothing. There wasn't a light or a wreath or a card or anything, and this sweet lady just wanted to pray with me. Her little eyeglasses were cracked and taped with a Band-Aid. It was just awful. So I left there that day and I went home and I got a big bag and I unplugged my tree and I threw it in the bag and my mother said, where are you going? I said, back to the nursing home. So I gave my tree to Edith because she had nothing. And I remember then, this is what it's all about. Not hoarding it to myself. I loved that little tree for sure. But I loved it even more knowing that it made a dear old lady happy. 
So as we all know by now, this is the 800th anniversary of St. Francis celebrating Christmas at Greccio. It was here he introduced the living nativity, inspiring the worldwide tradition of placing Christmas crushes in our homes. So we're all pilgrims, so Bon Natale. Francis found joy beyond hardship. Despite difficulties, or perhaps in response to them, in Greccio, 800 years ago, his heart and the hearts of the friars and the local people lit up the night. <coughs> Love was born that night, akin to as it was on the very first Christmas when heaven touched earth. That image of heaven touching earth has always been very profound for me. As we journey toward the Christmas season, and now we are in it, may we find, despite or beyond our difficulties and the hardship in the world, a place where we can awaken Christmas joy. May we seek in humility and simplicity and wonder the great gift of God with us. As we find our place in the crib, may our response be light for the world, not to keep to ourselves. Give it away. In the first 1,200 years of Christianity, the central feast or celebration was Easter, of course, with the high holy days of Holy Week leading up to the resurrection of Christ. But in the 13th century, the little man from Assisi, our Francis, entered the scene. He intuited that we didn't need to wait for God to love us through the cross and the resurrection. Francis believed that the whole thing started with incarnate love. He popularized what we now take for granted as Christmas, which for many became the major Christian feast. Christmas is that feast of incarnation when we celebrate God taking human form in the birth of Jesus. Francis realized that since God had become flesh, taken on materiality, physicality, humanity, that we didn't have to wait for Good Friday or Easter to solve the problem of human sin. The problem was solved from the beginning. It makes sense that Christmas became the great celebratory feast of Christians because it basically says it's good to be human. It's good to be on this earth. It's good to have a body. It's good to have emotions. We don't need to be ashamed of any of it. God loves matter and physicality. With that insight, it's no wonder that Francis went wild over Christmas. He loved Christmas. I do too, I think you might gather that by now. My little space is filled with decorations and lights at Christmas time. I loved it as a child and I love it now. Francis believed that trees should be decorated with lights to show their true status as God's creations. And that's exactly what we still do 800 years later. And there's more. When we speak of Advent or preparing for Christmas, we're not just talking about waiting for the little baby Jesus to be born. That already happened 2,000 years ago. In fact, we're welcoming the universal Christ, the cosmic Christ, the Christ that is forever 
being born, incarnating in the human soul into history. That's what we're celebrating right now. We do have to make room for such a mystery because right now there really is no room for him at the inn. We see things pretty much in their materiality but maybe don't see the light shining through. We might not see the incarnate spirit that is hidden inside everything material. Our focus for this Christmas tide is to awaken joy and to remind us that there's room for us in the crib. Have you found it? <coughs> Have you found room for yourselves in the crib? The early Eastern Church, which too few people in the United States and Western Europe are familiar with, made it very clear that the incarnation of Christ manifests a universal principle. Incarnation meant not just that God became Jesus, but that God said yes to the material universe and physicality itself. Eastern Christianity understands the mystery of incarnation in the universal sense. We have much to learn from them. So it's always Advent because God is forever coming into the world every day. We're always waiting to see the spirit revealing itself through matter. We're always waiting for matter to become a new form in which the spirit is revealed. Whenever that happens, we're celebrating Christmas. The gifts of incarnation just keep coming. Perhaps this is the enlightenment and the focus to which we can look in these Christmas days ahead.